I've done it. Right. We may be two British guys, but we're going to tell you what movies you should be watching this 4th of July. We're going to be telling you Americans what you should be watching this 4th of July, because from National Treasure to Team America, woo, this is a weird, diverse list. As we count down, awesomely American movies. Happy 4th of July. Hey, Screeners, how you doing? It's me, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Luro. And yes, you're probably watching this and thinking it's not the 4th of July today. You would be correct. But we're recording this on the 4th of July. So by the time you record this, the 4th of July will have passed and gone. But you can still watch the movies we're going to be mentioning to you today. And we're going to get right into that now. Here's how the show works. For those of you joining us for the first time, we go our separate ways. We come right back here into the recording, into the live stream, into the podcast, whatever format you're watching on, and deliver to you, the Silver Screen Dudes, our film familia, our individual top tens. This week, I will go first, delivering my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his bottom three. I will deliver my next two. AJ will deliver his next two. And then when we get to the top five of our individual top 10 lists, we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are running off said individual top 10 lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Punt. And we will talk about that yeah. movie when we get to the higher position. And once we have both rounded off our individual top 10 movies, we will create, in the voice of Chandler being the movie, Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre, which this week is... Top 10 awesomely American movies to watch on July 4th. Now, guys, what happens once we, the Silver Screen Dudes, create your must-see movie genre? Well, it goes over to you, the screeners. And what does that mean? It means you have to count on El Capitan, El Numero Uno, the best of the best of the best, sir. El Rey. Oh. I forgot, with honours. And in the words of Highlander, in the end, there can be only one. And what one are we talking about? Well, this week it will be awesomely American movies to watch on the 4th of July. Last week it was films, Robin Williams movies. Top 10 Robin Williams movies. And we even had a guest with us. That's how great it we was. We did. Shout out Nicole, to... What uh, were our contenders? Shout out to Matt at the Bigger Movie Pod, one of the best podcasts out there that isn't ours. Uh, I will be guesting on the Bigger Movie Pod. Uh, I've recorded by the time you watch this, I will have guessed it already. But yeah, do subscribe and tune into them if you haven't already. But now for last week's Rushmore, as you said, it was Robin Williams movies. Our contenders, AJ, were Mrs. Doubtfire, The Birdcage, Goodwill Hunting, and Good Morning Vietnam. Would you like to take a guess? Was it? I may have got Good the poll wrong. I may have got the poll wrong. So I had Doubtfire, Birdcage, Aladdin, and Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, I fucked up. Which one am ah, I taking up? Just did it again. <laughs> Don't worry, that's being cut. Anyway, so we're all good. Who, 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 which one are we taking up? Well, Aladdin got dropped. I messed up. Okay, right. I I I I was listening to you. Yeah, okay. Good morning, Vietnam. Wow. Okay. 
Well, we aren't showing anyone in the world. Um, okay. <laughs> right. So. Doubtfire, Birdcage, Good Morning Vietnam, Good Will Hunting. Two good films by Good in the Name. I don't know about Good Morning Vietnam. I'm yet to see it. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, this went more serious than it should have. But I am yeah. going to go with... Oh, this is tough. I'm it's go very with, tough. tough. These are strong films. I'm just going to go by notoriety when I do this now, as in how famous I believe they are to people, and go with Birdcage at number four. Yeah, you're correct. The Birdcage came in at fourth with 11%. It's okay. very close now between the top three. I'm sure. I'm sure. Good morning, Vietnam at number three. Good morning, Vietnam at three with 25%. And now you have a problem. <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> Literally. Right. This is tough. This is tough. Yes. However... Logic being, this is, I'm just going to share it with you guys. You tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. You say Robin Williams and the fact that there is no Aladdin, there is no Jabanji, <laughs> there is no hook. Mrs. Doubtfire has to be the strongest thing that comes into your head. And that, with that being said, I'm going to go with Goodwill Hunting at number two. Nope. Mrs. Doubtfire came in at number two. Okay. Okay. I'm not hurt because it's a banging movie. It's a twenty-seven percent for Mrs. Doubtfire. Goodwill Hunting came first with thirty-seven percent. And now, over to our top tens for this week, AJ. Okay. So, guys, I'm just going to preface with this that Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I will let you start because that's who started. I'm just going to be like some of my films because of the way stuff kind of angled was going to be just stuff that just said American because we were rushing this stuff. And I was like, no, we're going to look for awesomely films. Then I've got to like focus on America because you're not going to get stuff like American Pie that just focuses on America. That's just teens all over the world. You know, American History X is not the ideal representation of American history. So I've some will just show American history and the foundations of America. And then some are awesomely American. And apologies to any American who gets offended by my awesomely American statement. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) I could have actually been on, you know. But anyway, uh, my number 10, I have a a feeling we're probably going to pun for this, but my number 10, favourite here at the movie Mount Rushmore, starring Tom Hanks, I've gone with Forrest Gump. Indeed a pun. Definitely a pun. Definitely, definitely, definitely a pun. Okay. My number nine, a slow movie, but one of the most important periods of American history, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg and starring the GOAT Daniel Day-Lewis. I've gone with Lincoln. That's all you. I've seen it. I just remember it being it's, it is good. Slow. It's, it is good. It is slow. It's it's very slow, in fact. But I mean, the performance from Day Lewis is timeless. He really did become Abraham Lincoln in this. It was a very, very good representation of the period. 
very, very well directed. Obviously, it's Spielberg. We're talking about the goat here. Um, the goat directing the goat. And yeah, while the movie is slow, it also represents the most important part of American history, arguably, you know, signing of the Declaration of Independence, the abolition of slavery, all of that good stuff. The country that attempted to civilize America. I don't say succeeded, but it attempted. Um, and yeah, for that reason, because of the importance and the period of history it set in, it had to be on at my number nine. I appreciate that. And my number eight. My number eight. Tom Hanks again. Great film. Saving Private Ryan. And once no again... Pun? We are in the punting. Oh, why did that happen? Oh, punt territory. That punt. was so weird. I cool. definitely pressed it. Number ten. Something right. Okay. In at number 10, as I said, it's very kind of similar to your Lincoln call. It's foundations of America and what it is today. Sadly, it's not in a positive light. It's what has um, shown why certain. And statuses are where they are within the US bracket. And that is a documentary we've spoken about before. 13th. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't fall under awesomely awesome at all. It, 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 it's not, it, it, no. it's kind of hard hitting, you know. Oh, I yeah. was partially going to go with like one of America's greatest foundations, the founder. Uh, you know, I'm not going to promote McDonald's yeah. to be like awesome. I was mm. tempted to, I was tempted to, but it, it's, it's, yes, it's, a, it's an American company, but it's, it's not American. Well, I mean, it helps their revenue, but it's not, it's, it's, it's a man's victory. It's not the country's victory. Do you know what I mean? So that's what kind of held me back on this. First, it shows the American dream. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That, that I will give. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I also nearly went with Five or Goes West. I'm not going to lie, that was very much on the list. And then I realised I had 11 films. And I felt like, and I'm not here to down on America with it at all, but it's something that we've spoken about twice, I believe. And I thought it needs just that little refresher every now and again. 13th just shows what the 13th Amendment means to people within the US and how stigmas had been built. And no, as I said, it's not, it's not, to celebrate but it's something to put a case of edutainment that's what i'm going to put this down to it's edutainment it's a case of us stopping back and looking and seeing what was said how we have evolved as people and my trust in the awesomely american viewers that are there to watch the show and say we can make a change and that's what we're going to go for in this you know it's seeing what is wrong with a constitution and don't get me wrong us Brits have stuff that need changing too. Our laundry is not clean over here. Hands up, oh, full on oh. confession when I say that. But this documentary was, you know, this documentary was something that was quite hard hitting and I believe does need to be seen. And if we we're going to talk about the foundations of America and where it's at now, you know, if we're going to talk about the history of America, let's let it be seen. And this is it. So that's why 13th has got its mention for me. The modern history of America, yeah, most definitely. It's whew, good for you for putting this on. You got you're the man with the big cojones today, man, putting that on an awesomely American list, but good for you. <laughs> it's not awesomely American, but it's an it's an awesome insight, though it's sad, it's a great insight. So I, I stick with it. Okay, in at number nine, 
um bit of a sketch to me but when i was like checking out films to watch on fourth of july this kept coming up and i was like why why what makes this awesomely american what links this to fourth of july it's a horror movie or slasher let's not put it into like the great conjuring type levels of horror what um it's what i actually did enjoy as well <laughs> what the hell AJ? has the poster come up for you yeah i know what you did last summer what was the like, hell? what what and then it hit me it's actually what takes place over a 4th of July weekend. So while it's not overly focused on that, you know, if you wanted to get a bit meta in the experience of it, like this is one of those 4th of July, like a lot of 4th of July. For the fact that you're asking means you probably need a refresher in this film as much as I do. But a lot of 4th of July party celebrations are taking place throughout this film when I was reading it, a refresher on it. I was like, damn, okay. I need to go back to, I know what you did last summer and feel like getting the vibe of it. I don't think I've now, ever watched this as movie. Much as I'm not a yet. major horror fan. These teenage. Did you not enjoy it? I just don't remember ever getting into it. It's not so much about not enjoying it. It's just that I remember watching the trailer and being intrigued by it way back when. That has to be coming up on Throwback Thursday at some point. Um, I remember liking the cast because this was Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Freddie Prince Jr. and Ryan Felipe, right? Like by by teen horror yeah, standards, yeah. that's a pretty good cast. And I don't know. I just, I, I, I never finished it. I just remember watching it, part of it, them doing the dirty, being kind of hunted slash haunted, getting about halfway through, falling asleep, and never going back to it. So here's the thing. If you're going to ask, I can tell you the story of a bunch of teens who accidentally kill a man, hide the body and get away with it a year later. So it's two Fourth of Julys, essentially, because it happened one time a year later. So, you, you know, they start all getting messages of, I know what you did last summer. And I'll be honest, that's as much as I remember of it. But I do recall enjoying it enough that I went to see, didn't go to see, but I did have the DVD of I still know what you did last summer. So it had good beats to it, and I, like, it kept coming up when I was doing searches. I was like, why? When I read the synopsis once, I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I haven't spoken about this film. Now, my slashers or teen horrors that I do enjoy, one that you despise is Scream. I know what you did last summer. And, um, oh, my God, Final Destination. Those, that's, that's my little horrors I, I deal with. That's the ones I entertain. So I was like, I've not brought this up in a very long time, slash if ever. So let me go for it. And it's happening during the 4th of July. So let's rock on. Final Destination 6 is apparently coming in the coming months, AJ. And uh, if, if news is to be believed, we're going to get a tattoo parlor death scene. Oh. God, I love it. <laughs> Look at that up in the ante from the dentist chair with number three. That's what they're doing. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Freaking horrible. <laughs> this is what those franchise that franchise oh. does so well. It literally plays on these kind of minutia fears that we have that are kind of irrational. Like, you know, fears of a roller coaster, fears of the dentist, fears of a bridge, you know, fears of fears of driving behind a lorry. And it just says, be afraid. There's reason. Here's how. <laughs> <laughs> You thought you were being irrational? You know that thought in your head? Visualize it now. Yes. 
No, bro, I'll tell you what. Exactly when I see a big old truck on the motorway with, with logs and stuff in it, I back the hell off now. Not even lying. I they have a way, don't they? They have a way. Even as a passenger. Yeah. Not today. Not today, Def. No. Not today. Yeah. No, I like this Final Destination movies. I know what you did yeah. last summer is one I definitely need to revisit. Uh, your number eight. My number eight. So if you've been watching our show this past week, Silver Screen News, you heard that we were discussing the failures of Indiana Jones. Now, once upon yes. a time, Indiana Jones was not always a failure and became a benchmark. And it was stuff that most adventure movies get likened to. They're, you know, it's like, oh, they're trying to do an Indiana Jones. Most Tomb Raider films, ah, oh, she's just trying to be Indiana. And this was another one. And while I can't talk much about the sequel because I really despised it, National Treasure with Nicolas Cage is a guilty pleasure that we should all appreciate. And we get guilty pleasure. It's a great it's film. Do you know, I think number two tainted it for me because I've had, I've two, really, yeah. really recall. I re remember really enjoying number one, you know, Hell yeah. this is interesting. I was like, I'm not so much a fan of this whole promotion of the Illuminati, but if we're going to go there, let's go there. Okay. Here comes the Freemasons. They're the reason that America's great. I was like, if you wish, <laughs> if you wish. However, the other parts of it and all of these national literal national treasures, these archives of American history that he's on a quest to find and build. It gives you the feels, the feels that you enjoyed of an Indiana Jones movie, you know? And the fact that it's rooted and ingrained in actual American history feels really cool. And it gave you so much excitement for number two that you are extremely disappointed <laughs> when you watch number two. And that's what always Big makes time. me feel like, did I really enjoy number one if this is what number two gave? And that's why I now feel like it's guilty pleasure. I believe I saw American uh, no, National Treasure twice. After number two, I've not gone back to it. And I, it hurts me because I really recall this great adventure with Nicolas Cage and Diane Kruger and John Voight. Is John Voight in it as well? Yeah. Like, John Voight's in it. It was a good Harvey, film. Harvey Keitel is in it. Justin Bartha is in it. Sean Bean is in it. Yes. Yeah. It's got a good cast. It's got a yeah. very good cast, and it's just it—it yeah. it delivers. It good does film. give you the feels. It does. It's give you not the a guilty pleasure. I'll stand on that hill. This is a good film. Number two ruined it for me. It has tainted it for me. I, I stand by that. I, I would, I'm not going to say I'm going to do number two again, but I will. It's, as you can see by the poster, I'm just going to bring it up one last time. It's a Disney movie. It's on Disney Plus, so it's not hard to find. I know what you did last summer. I don't know where I'm going to find that just yet. I haven't Googled it. But this is just one that I can easily take. A good Sunday movie. I know AJ Fisher, but I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be good. Like, it might be on Amazon, you know. But Disney Plus has National Treasure. And that might just be a nice little kickback Sunday film if I'm not working on a Sunday. But, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, good adventure film, National Treasure. Check it out, folks. Yeah, good for you. I love that film. Nice, nice, nice pick. Um, my number seven, okay, we're getting, it's darker, but I, I'm not American in case you hadn't guessed, but I would imagine how real this film is and considering it's one of America's proud moments because it resolved the biggest manhunt ever. I'm talking Zero Dark Thirty. 
this is one that you keep talking about. like I, it has oh dude it's so good it's so goddamn good this film like it's it's incredible it really really is Catherine bigelow directing yeah it, it is an all-star cast definitely um but it's the hunt for bin laden dude like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. single-handedly the biggest single-handedly the biggest tragedy of the modern age i i would argue would probably be the 9-11 terrorist attacks. We all remember where we were when that happened. Um, Indeed. It was Indeed. terrible. And yeah, there, there was some flubbery passing the baton of hate off to Iraq. And Iraq, look at me, I'm sounding American now. Iraq <laughs> to Iraq and going after Saddam. We had nothing to do with 9-11. It's good that, you know, Barack Obama came in and he went, well, we need to like get this back on track and we're going to get Bin Laden. We're going to find him. And equally, I remember where I was when Barack gave his speech going, we've got him. You've captured him. We've killed him. He's done. Long time, though, it took them to find him. Jesus. It, it was a minute. It was a minute. And genuinely, even though because this happens after the fact, of course. But you're genuinely tense throughout the whole movie going, they're going to get him. You know, history tells you that, obviously, yes, they get him. But you're still tense throughout. And where the movie's so powerful is it doesn't shy away from showing you that America had to get its hands dirty, really, really dirty, in order to capture him. And I love the fact that it didn't shy away from that. So it asked questions about the greater good. It asked questions about how far are you willing to go to do the right thing or what you at least deem to be the right thing. It's, it's amazing, this film. I think better than The Hurt Locker, but I know not a lot of people would agree with me on that. But I think this is an incredible film. Really and it must be proud. Really it must have pride for an American to watch this movie go. <sighs> I wish I could add. Mm. Well, you're going to be able to add to my next one, don't you worry? Yeah. <laughs> because AJ, <laughs> who, who's the most American American? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Man of Steel. Come on. Come nice. on. Nice, nice, nice. I, I did. I did toy with that idea. I did toy with the idea. And I mean, I'll, I'll let you talk and then I'll, I'll, I'll chime in with what I have to chime in on. So this is going to be on this list for me always because, you know, he is the ultimate all-American. Even though he's not an American, he's a Kryptonian, he embodies what the American dream is, that dream of hope, that aspiration. He was adopted of by America. You got. He was adopted by America and he defends America. He believes in the stars and stripes. He believes in what the representation of the Statue of Liberty is. He believes in freedom. He believes in peace. He believes in, you know, work hard and get to where you want to go. He is the embodiment of the American dream and also of the American military, I would argue. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So Superman, Superman had to be on my list. Now, I toyed with the idea of going with one of the old Christopher Reeves movies because they were a lot more, you know, clean cut, 
than Man of Steel is. But I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to go with my favorite Superman. And that is Henry Cavill in the most underrated comic book movie of all time. It just is. I love this film. I love this film so much. And I don't understand how we went so far away from this with the rest of the DCEU. It's, it, it's a shock to me that it went so wrong. But yeah. I can only but agree. I remember this. The fun memory is I. it was one of the first Blu-rays I got when I got my PS4. It was that and the Wolverine. And I remember watching yeah. this film and I remember feeling like it's lengthy. Then it hit me. It's a Zack Snyder film. Why, did, why would I expect it to be short? But I also remember thinking, it's actually really good. I'm enjoying this. This is the kind of Superman I have longed for. Like, don't get me wrong. And this is this is going to be, this is blasphemy about to be said. I enjoy Christopher Reeve movies, but I don't think they're great. Like, I have more fun of Superman with Dean Cain. This is the truth. Like, The Adventures of Lois and Clark was just fun okay. to watch. It was Ooh. fun to watch. But when I started getting really deep into my comic books, sadly, Justice League is the cartoon that done it for me to get me really deep into it. I was like, the guy's just too clean cut. Give me some edge. And it's not that there was a lot of edge. Obviously, there was a part that he gets very edgy and people hate that side of Superman. But I'm seeing, like, I'm seeing flaws in Superman. And that's what I needed. I'm seeing him grow. I'm seeing him learn to become who he is. I'm seeing him go through heartbreak. This is the side of Superman I needed to see. I can't just have Mr. Invincible who just stops and I will do anything in the name of greatness. Like it, it was too bland. Man of Steel gave me flavor. And that's what I like about it. You talk about Edge. You know what I really, really, really liked? It was one of the opening scenes is when he's being bullied, like allegedly bullied in the bar. And the guy's like pouring beer on him, throwing stuff in his face, not knowing that he's messing with a Kryptonian. And he's just there like raging. And you can see in his face, he's like, I could erase you with a click of my fingers, <laughs> but I won't. And then he steps outside and he proceeds to put tree trunks through the guy's truck as an F you. I was like, Okay, <laughs> so we have angry man. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, Superman you can't not get angry. Yeah, he's angry. This is what you need, and you're like, it, it, it goes back. It goes back to Samuel L. Jackson's statement. You know, when you look at Pulp Fiction, does he look like a bee? So why are you trying yeah. to treat him like a bee? Like, don't do it. <laughs> Literally that. Literally that. I love the edge they gave him in this. And look, I will. Yeah. we're not going to be able to talk about Man of Steel and Henry Cavill much longer because obviously there's a change. There's a shift in power at DC. Until the day I die, I will defend the decision of Superman killing in that movie. He had to. He was put in a position of choicelessness and you know what that moment did it was it didn't like stop him becoming superman it humanized him because it showed 
that he's fallible. It showed that he's not this perfect Boy Scout. It showed that he'll make the decision for the greater good, which is what America believes in. But he'll also bear the scars for that. Because that decision to kill Zod has such knock-on effects for the rest of the DCEU. You know, comes back as um, Doomsday. Comes back again in the Flash. Like, Zod is a recurring thing in the DCEU. And it all stems from that fight he had, right? And I, that, I thought, was a stroke of genius. The fact that, yeah, yeah, this is a big moment. And that moment is going to resonate throughout the DCEU. The rest of the DCEU is going to be crap. But this moment will resonate. <laughs> no, no villain matched it, really, sadly. As good as Wonder Woman was, it flopped on the villain. But <laughs> we won't go there. That's not what we're oh, talking God, about. Didn't it just? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're seven. My number seven. So it was a punt from earlier. The first of our Tom Hanks punts. Okay. Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it, it's really funny. There's two things about Saving Private Ryan. Um, why it's so low. It's, it's one of those films that I always remember saying, it's a great film, it's a brilliant film. And I've not watched many war yes. films. This was my benchmark. This was my go-to. But, and I'm not knocking the film, but it's the opener that catches you, you know? That mm-hmm. moment of, oh my days, this is the taste of war. And don't get me wrong, it comes out after and you get beats in between. Like near the end, you really feel it. But apart from that, it's a long walk. <laughs> like I'm not knocking the film, it's that. And the other side of it is, is that what you gave to me in like season one, that kind of hurt. It's like, so you're sending six men to pick up one man brother to tell him that his other brothers are dead. Not going to happen. And I was like, damn, probably true. And it, it's always resonated into what it is. So as much as a great movie it is, and, it, you know, it's something to celebrate what the great troops have done. I'm not dismissing it from being awesomely American, but it's also something that, for argument's sake, you could have made Saving Private Ryan with UK soldiers. You could have done it with others because other nations went to war. So it, it's a good benchmark of what is awesomely American for the American point of view, but other nations went to war and have done similar. So it's a great film, but in terms of awesomely Americanness, it's one to be appreciated. But how awesome and real representation of just you as a nation and like standalone, not so much. So that's kind of why it's as low as it is. But I, I still love the film. I encourage anyone to watch it if you've never seen it before. Oh, it's an all-timer. It's one of the all-time great war films, no doubt. Um, yeah, you've covered it well there, mate. Um, I don't... I th- Listen, well, literally speaking, yes, it's just a big, long walk. There's a lot more going on in it than just the walk, obviously. So, Oh, no, no, no. There were not- some great scenes. I, I feel like it was a disservice. Um, yeah. You're number six. Right, my number six. So it's back-to-back Tom Hanks, to be honest with you. Just by proxy, it's just the way it was. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Just, yes. It's amazing how this film could be down as awesomely American when it's just one man's story. But the way they have managed to take this individual and intertwine American history with this simple individual with a kind heart 
and make it something is absolutely insane. And it's always been a film that I have had nothing but love for. The fact that we're going to say that he was the one who met Elvis and taught him how to dance. He was a table tennis champion for, for the US. He met JFK. He, he, you know, it's like all these great American moments, even S happened. He was the one who created that slogan because he just decided to go on a long run and stepped in crap. Like it's so stupid, but so smart at the same time how they created it. I've always had a lot of love for this film. And yeah, go Forrest. What can I add to Forrest Gump that we haven't said a million times before? <laughs> One of the all-time great movies. My only conundrum with this movie is it ends too abruptly. It didn't get me to... I never cried when he buried Jenny. I didn't have long right. enough to save him and Jenny together. That was the movie's mistake. Otherwise, pretty flawless movie. Yeah, yeah. You're number five, sir. <laughs> I wanted to go part two, but the problem with part two is that the the enemy in part two is never mentioned in nationality. Part one, it's very clear who the enemy is. It's the commies, it's the Ruskies. And then the good guys are very much America! Yeah! Because... Oh, God, it's such a fist pump movie. Highway to the danger zone. Of course I've gone with Top Gun, bro. Come on now. Look at the poster. Even the poster's Americana. Look at this. With a red, white, and blue, and the fighter jets in the sunset. It's the biggest slice of Americana you can get. Yeah! Fighter jets, baby! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Come on. I've never been interested in planes in my life. I watched this movie and I want to become a fighter pilot. It's so cool that the taking off of the bloody aircraft carriers. The pew, 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 pew. Literally, my wife literally says it's men making love to planes. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. And it's great for that reason. <laughs> and the best homoerotic volleyball scene ever. Ever with a big American flag blowing in the background and the oiled up muscle man and the diving for the volleyball and thinking, goodness the gracious, great balls of fire. Come on, this movie's so good. It's not as good as the sequel. Yes, I said it. Maverick is so much better, but oh my god, Top Gun 1 is good. Top Gun 1 is so good. Do you know, I, I I have fond memories of Top Gun, but I was so... I don't want to make myself sound old when I say this. But I am... So, oh, by the way, happy belated, Tom. If you do happen to be watching, yes. Yeah, How did you lie, bro? Right. Yeah, this is being filmed on the 4th of July. Happy, happy belated. Um, yeah, it's just something... It's such a blank to me. I can't remember it. I remember having great times with it. I remember watching it multiple times on Sky, but I can't add... And this is one of my biggest downfalls when it comes to Top Gun. I just remember having a good time, but I can't tell you anything more. So, yeah, so I had to leave it there. It's really. Have you seen Maverick there. yet? No, because I'm I'm waiting for the right time for us to all go to do a 4DX. I, I maintain that. I maintain that. That's what we're going to do. You're going to need to rent a 4DX. I don't think that film's coming out again. No, no, but that's what it is. It's going to be a renting because Cineworld do private screenings. Like, just 
us and the guys and yeah going for a good one there we are okay so that was your number five five, yes on our previous channel i would have given away the clue but on this one i just have to because we're keeping it clean it's argo because yeah and at number five for me is this ben affleck classic um R.I.P. Island Arkin, because I found out he passed away yesterday, sadly. Yeah, um, I was about to say. We should have covered that on the news, actually, Alan Arkin's passing. My bad. There was, there was enough to talk about. We covered the time. But Argo is one of these films that I can imagine you can only but have a sense of pride, you know, as, as a national. To know that people have been kidnapped in enemy territory, there's a big insurgency going on and you're trying to figure out how could you save these people? And the best way to do it is make it seem like you are going to do a film. So you have done an undercover operation in the disguise of a film and scouting the area and saving these individuals. I, I was blown away. I have experienced tension like nothing else in this film. And I, I, it was one of those, I am very thankful for the movie Mount Rushmore because it gave me a film that I did not think, I don't think I would have watched otherwise, if I'm honest. I, there's a lot of Ben Affleck films, I'm just like, oh, okay, that was an Affleck film, whatever. <clears throat> Pearl Harbor, Daredevil. I enjoy Daredevil. I kind of enjoy Pearl Harbor. But I know where I'm going. I'm just like, it can't be great. Oh, my days would I have missed out on a gem. Oh, my days would I have missed out on a gem if it wasn't for this film. Absolutely amazing, great fun. I'd say not necessarily yeah. because of Ben Affleck, but yeah. Well, no, no. I'm just Although, saying it's it, it was an Affleck film that I would have because I knew he was in it. I avoided it. Mm. Yeah, but I would have avoided it. That's what I'm saying. I would have avoided it because I was like, oh, the new Affleck film, the film, the entire cast. I mean, hats off to John Goodman, and he doesn't even travel. But you know what I mean? It's like, but it gives you the feels, man. It gives you the feels. Oh, it, it, ending. Those are great. Jesus, Ooh. that ending is tense. Four. Yeah. It's so tense. Um, I have to say he was... He, he's a very good director, Ben Affleck. Like, Air was a great film as well. Oh, you've seen it, yeah? Because I was, I was meant to tell you it's on, on, on Amazon, so I'm, I'm glad it's you great. It. Freaking great. Yeah. Absolutely great film. Um, okay. Right, my number four then, yeah? Yep. Yeah. You're going to say punt, but let's do it. Team America. Yeah! <laughs> I can't say the words. So, yes, it's just punt. Oh, how to keep your mouth clean in 2023. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, we're going for my soft spot movie now. Because we're talking about the space race. And if we're going to talk about the space race, we have to talk about some individuals who made it possible. And it is these three young ladies. Yes, of course, I have to bring up Hidden Figures. Yeah, it, it, it it's my soft spot movie. The untold true story, as it says, of these three women who just go and take on the challenges of every level of, I would say, gender and race in a battle to help the Americans in their space race to, to reach their, to, to go beyond before the, the Russians. And they are so instrumental. It's unbelievable. I, AJ, is Octavia Spencer it, the it, most underrated actor in Hollywood? You've got to wonder. You've got to wonder. She's so good. She, it's very rare. She, she's 
so good. She's so good as she knocks any film out of the park. There's not, you know, you, you, you give her a challenge, she owns it. You know, some films are very weird. I, is it Ma that I remember watching? My sister said she hated it. And I remember just stumbling across it back in the day when I had Sky. And I couldn't help but still watch because she gave me something that was like, you're intriguing me. I like what you're giving. You know, I, I, I personally can't think of a bad Octavia Spencer movie. No, no me. I, no, yeah, I'm sure I, I can think I, of a bad it, movie. It, it, I can't think of a bad Octavia Spencer performance. I don't think it exists. Yeah, yeah. You can have you a bad film, but she will like, always give like, her tiny. Best. She still stood out. It was like amazing. She's she's a powerhouse. She is that parent that you, that you, you that you you you're gonna focus on. She gives it of that caring parent of what are you doing yeah. to my kid? This, that, and the other. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Flash in the pan roll, but knocks it out of the park. She's brilliant. Yeah. And Taraji P. Henson, the most annoying woman on Instagram. I've not followed. I, I Because of the different accounts I do, I've not seen a lot from Tajari in a while, but I do like her as an actress, but she may well be. I, yeah. We'll discuss that off air because, hey, time mm. be against us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You love this okay. film, don't you? You're you number... I do. I just I, it, there's just so many beats of it that I just feel it just delivers so many parts and it gives a great insight into history and what it meant to give your fellow person a chance. And yeah, America won in the end because of these ladies. So hey, America. Hmm. So when you think of America, you think American sports, NFL, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball. You think hot dogs, you think pizza, you think really bad chocolate and candy. You think eagles, you think stars and stripes. And of course, you think presidents, right? We've mentioned one already in Lincoln, but I would argue the best. It, this one I was very tempted to put in. Maybe not the but, best. Ooh, one of the best American presidents we've seen on, on, on screen Played by the iconic Harrison Ford going up against Gary Oldman in Air Force One. I was very tempted. I was very tempted. So good. This film was very much, I was just off. Just off. This is like, again, if I was American, this is a president I would be proud of. He's great. Yeah. And it's such a simple premise. It's such a simple premise. It's like Air Force One gets overtaken by terrorists because they want to have one of the top U.S. prisoners released and returned to them. So they hold the president hostage. What they didn't factor in is the president's a badass. (laughs) (laughs) President Harrison Ford. That was a bit Vince McMahon, but that's fine. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Full distinction. Yeah. He's, He's... awesome in this and i love the way that do you know what i think is is underappreciated is the sense of scale of air force one like just how big this plane is because this isn't like a 747 where man's just hiding in some of the overhead compartments no he's treating this plane like his own little personal jungle gym like he's hiding everywhere yeah he's messing people up left back left right and center it's such a fun mention there was an escape pod there was an escape yeah. pod that was also part of the plane. That's how big that plane was. Yeah. yeah. No, I, and, and Wolfgang Peterson gets a really bad rap. 
Like, I know that the Resident Evil movies were, I'm pretty sure we did the Resident Evil movies. I'm not going mad there. But I'm pretty sure Wolfgang Peterson also did Troy. Like, he just seems to be a trendy director to hate on. Let me fact check that before I've said something stupid. I'm pretty sure he did Troy. IMDb, this is where you are. Uh, I'm going to wave the flag for Troy. While you're fact checking it, even if it's not, I'm going to wave the flag for Troy. If we were doing awesomely Greek films, Troy would be my number one. Awesomely because Greek. I love the, what they've done with that. It's yeah, Wolfgang Greek. Peterson, yeah. It's not awesomely Greek, but awesomely Greek. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's outdone many of the other things that are meant to be sword and sandals, man. This is a good Greek mythology movie. I loved it. So, yeah, big up. Also that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the awesome, the American film. He's done The Perfect Storm. He's done Outbreak. Who did the Resident Evil movies? Why am I blanking on that? I'm sure it was Wolfgang Peterson. Oh, you know, he died last year. Oh, R.I.P. That I did not know. I did not. I wasn't aware of that. Who That's kind of sad. It's, it's weird that if you're not one of the bigger directors, that, that news doesn't circulate as big as it would have it's bad you know, isn't it should rightfully have been paul yeah. w. Anderson. sorry not wolfgang peterson paul w yeah yeah no he's done some superb movies wolfgang yeah that's bought as well how could we forget that um yeah he's he's yeah one of the greats so I'm very happy I got to talk yeah. about Air Force One, actually. There you go. You're number three. Yeah. Right, my number three normally would never be this high. But when it comes to patriotism, I believe it's that. Uh, the film, I believe, bored me to tears. I didn't think I'd watch it again until I had to convince someone to go through the entire MCU. And, yeah, I got to appreciate it more. But if we're going to talk about the levels of red, white, and blue, you went for Superman. I'm yes. going for the Marvel version of it. Good old Chris Evans. Captain America, the first Avenger. Now, nope. Now, I I would, I would, if you're going to ask me the better film, it's definitely The Winter Soldier. But Obviously. if you're going to talk about raising the hopes of America, showing the, the American patriotism, first Avenger is the winner. Yes. Hands down. It's yes. that. Like you yes, literally that. go through yeah. him touring every army camp being what he was you know being that beacon of hope to them you know from being a gimmick poster of just being appearing and not doing it and then becoming the hero that it is building that small team of army around him it is kind of cool like in in the pantheon of what we're talking about in this am i asking to really rush more no but when i broke it down to what it would be to be awesomely american captain america really does display it it really was. He is a beacon of hope for America. And you can't deny the way it was displayed in that film that he gave them all hope. He went, I'm repeating myself. And that's what made me say, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You get it. it as I said, never normally be that high. But in that representation of making you have national spirit, it's a pretty big flag waver. Yeah. Okay. Not a film I particularly yeah. like. Um but no, you've made you for why you're including it where it is. That's fair. That's more than fair. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. My number, my number two, you're going to say punt here. I can feel it. My number two should be my number one, but my number one, I'm having some fun with. Um, yeah. Get ready to say punt. Just, you know what? In fact, just say punt. Okay. Punt. 
<laughs> I, I hope you're right, but you probably are. Because it's uh, obviously linked through. That way, that, uh, I, if I know you, fuck it. If I, damn it. If I'm wrong, we can go back to my number two. But I am so convinced my two is your one that I don't want to give away your one. So I'm going to I'm gonna just yeah, let, let you see one on this. Respect. So your two. Okay. Oh, oh the punt, is it? So sorry, over to me. Yeah, so my number two was our punt from earlier. I should have swapped it around just to get you out. <laughs> my number two is your punt from earlier. Team America, like... Well, police. In a way, again, breaking it down into the scope of it all, it nearly became my number three because I was like, in terms of patriotism, it's because of the way, you know, for us to even name it awesomely American. It, it listen, it, I toyed with being three, two, and one. It's been on a constant cycle. I, I, I will say it. Long story short, I've said it a hundred times. Like, I have not watched South Park. I'm aware of, um, is it Songs and Parker? What the, the, the creators Stone and Parker. Stone. I'm aware of what they've huh? Trey Parker yeah. and Matt. Stone, I'm aware yeah. of what they've done. I'm aware of what they've created and the kind of sense of humor. And I was like, I, 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 I've not enjoyed the, the, the graphics that you're giving me for South Park. There's no way I'm going to enjoy this puppet stuff. Like, don't muck with Thunderbirds either. That's the other thing that to me it was you're messing with Thunderbirds, bro. Like, don't be, don't try and make Thunderbirds dark. How dare you? Oh yeah, right. I loved every minute of this film. I was I remember sitting there like this is not gonna get me. This is not gonna get me. I laughed, I laughed again, I barely laughed, I partially had tears in my eyes, and then I was all over it. This film has been my number one more times than I ever expected it to be. And awesomely American, you can't not think of Team America when you're doing it because they literally give you that as a theme song. Again, we're keeping it clean, but it's America. Yeah, like, come on, <laughs> come on! This is awesomely American, man. This of course, it's awesomely American. awesomely American, and it also pokes fun at everything that's awesomely American. I mean, the fact that they went there with Michael Moore, this big dude eating the hot dogs, going yee! <laughs> Y'all are taking shots. It's brilliant, Team America, and the film Actors Guild. We're not going to go into that and. <laughs> Offend anyone? And, oh, that's bad <laughs> considering what's happening with Pride was just the around the corner. We're not going to be offensive. Yeah, <sighs> yeah and there's it, and there's a bloody uh, yeah. big uh, strike going on at the moment with. <laughs> I want to say yeah, it so exactly. Bad. So we're not going. Yeah, we, we support, but yeah, that was. I was just like, you guys have no oh, yeah. chill. I, and I just support. continued laughing. I also support Trey Parker and Matt Stone's right to use that word. <laughs> and the way they done it. But what about that? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Well played. Well played. <laughs> it was so good. So, well AJ, played. full disclaimer, yeah. I did not have a worst this week. So, I did. Again if I did. Please. And I haven't seen it, but my number 10 is what made me have a worst. My number 10 being 13th highlighted a film that made me see clips of it and feel pure disgust. Oh, and at dude. one point it would have been deemed, it would have been deemed awesomely American. And I'm sure many people are ashamed of it and feel differently about it. And if you are one of those who waved the flag for it, that it should still be seen as a great film, screw you. Because I believe 
without even seeing it, the birth of a nation is absolute filth and trash to demonize a race of people. And yes, I happen to be in that category. But to demonize a, ca- a group of people and vilify them the way you have and believe people to believe that. It's, it, you know, in the same way you will talk about how Jaws makes people afraid of sharks and afraid to go in the water. It's the same way this is, you know, you've intrinsically created a fear and made people look like the villain when they had done nothing wrong but helped to build your country. And you want to wave a flag and say, this is the birth of a nation. I spit on your grave, you vile person who created this film. You know, it got re- yeah. a remake, yeah? Not much more to it say, came no. out only a few years ago. I saw that when I went to look for the poster. I, I Listen, intrigue may make me see what they dare to see and do, right? And both of them. I'm one of those people, but I, I look, if I pay to see The Flash, which I do somewhat still regret. Um, enjoy the film, just yeah, regret great. doing it because I had such a strong stance. Hmm? Do you actually? No, I do. I do. I do. I do regret it. I do, I do regret it. I feel, I feel like a hypocrite. I feel like my my fear of missing out took the better of me and I, sh- I should have stuck by my word. I, I looked at it, I enjoyed it, and I was like, I shouldn't have supported it. I shouldn't have. In fact, the minute I sat down, I was like, this is wrong. I should have gone Spider-Man. I should have gone Spider-Man. I mean, respect to you for admitting that. Good for you. Yeah. So, that, you right. know, I can watch stuff without being proud of watching it. Yeah. Okay. My number You're one. Number one. My number one. A movie which I am on record as saying in this franchise is so overrated and I would argue not a good movie. People love it. That's besides the point. I'm putting it on because the thing that I've always poked fun at it for, in this case, makes it number one because of the topic of our list. Because my number one is Rocky IV. Why? <laughs> because, yes, it, he ends the Cold War. He ends, he ends the Cold, the War, Cold War, AJ. Rocky ends the Cold War. Can you think of something more awesomely American? Drago! He goes and beats up a Rusky to end the Cold War. Are you kidding me? Is there anything more American than going to punch someone in the face to end a war? Rocky IV is 100% number one. This isn't even a debate. He punches a Russian to end the Cold War. Of course it's number one. It's not often I do this. It's not often I expose something. This is going on the Rushmore. No argument. You are 100 <laughs> percent Well played. There's not even anything to add. You take Dolph Lundgren, you make him the most evil Russian because he kills. He kills Apollo Creed. And the whole world has to just watch. If he dies, he dies. And that is followed up with the beatdown of the American fist. And it's not even about Apollo Creed anymore. It's about waving the flag. And then turning Rocky into the freaking Terminator to the degree that the roided up Rusky has to turn and go, he's not human. <laughs> he's not. He's American. <laughs> of course, Rocky <laughs> 4 is number one. Victory, bro. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I was proud right, of this There's one. nothing I can add. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. 
<laughs> I feel like giving you the intro to the Miz's song. Awesome. Because that, well played. Well played. I like it a lot. <laughs> okay. So, yes, I, I, there's no way you didn't think of this film because, let's be honest, one, it's awesomely American. And for 4th of July being Independence Day, obviously, yes. Independence Day was going to be the film. So here we are. Which, yeah, we're talking about yes. the Will Smith. Yeah, we're talking about I, I'm, I'm not even seeing Was it Resurgence Independence? I, I don't even know. You trashed oh, it so shit. badly, I'm still scared yeah, to see it. Film. Oh my god, that film! Like I, I, I Independence yeah. Day Resurgence. I genuinely, and I've seen more good movies than I have bad in the twenty first century, which I'm happy about. It's a good thing. Yeah, the bad ones do stick out. Very few will stick out more than this piece of garbage. Oh my word, this film is bad. I mean, the second one, obviously. Independence Day 1 is freaking awesome. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yes, that was my number two. I was correct you know, to it, say fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Independence Day, like, let's be honest, it's just one of those things that yeah. it could have happened any day. Like, let's be honest, this film could have been. It could have been Christmas. You could have called it Christmas Day and it could have been the same thing. It's not that the alien said we're going to attack on the 4th of July, like in the lead up to the 4th of July. And that's when America's going to remember just who the hell they are and stand up to the aliens. But it just, they, they just, it, it gives that extra sense of victory. We're talking about an alien invasion across the world. You know, people aren't too sure. People believe they're friendlies and they attack. And it's just a case of how do we beat them down and how do we win? And it's, <laughs> This film, as I said, could happen at any time. But now we're talking about awesome presidents. Bill Pullman is an awesome president in this. Because it is so, that speech that makes you want to fist bump in the air when he goes, I don't understand. What are independence? Uh, you know a lot better than I do. But that's what makes you go, oh, I wish I was American. <laughs> like, dude, it just gives you a sense of pride. So literally when I was talking about Air Force One and I referred to Harrison Ford as the best president and I had to pull back and go, one of the best. It's because I remembered Bill Pullman in this. God, he was good. Yeah. Really good. Really good. Smith, Goldberg, um, Goldblum, Goldblum, sorry, and Pullman had a very good... Yeah, I, changed it. I did change it. Goldblum, yeah. They had good chemistry. They made something to, to make this film all kinds of awesome. No disrespect to everyone else that was in the film. You know, you all played your role. But those three are such a nucleus to this film that it is, is kind of cool. Yes, there's the dad who also sacrificed himself or what have you. But those three just are so instrumental that I just, like, for me, it just projects. That's the first three people I think of. And I'm like, yeah, this film was power. So much so that we had Mars Attacks, which tried to have made a comedy out of how big an impact this film made. So it was great. Maximum respect to Independence Day. Oh yeah, it was awesome. All kinds of awesome. Yeah. Still didn't so there we are. With a punch, but Rush yeah. more time. Rush more time. No, there we are. That's why you win. That's that. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's definitely going on. <laughs> right. Okay. Oh, dearie, man. Okay, so. Um, Rocky Four. So, 
I'm not arguing with that. Ind- ID4? Independence, yeah, happy with that. Are you down with Captain America? <laughs> I am. I question if the internet is. Yeah. Well, let's go Team America because I think that that's also jointly punted. So that can go on. Yeah. But what is the fourth? Now, we both punted on Forrest Gump. I don't know if America sees that as an awesomely American film, though. Air Force One? I could rock with that. No, 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 no. AJ. Top Gun. Oh, yeah. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. (laughs) It's got to be done. Come on. It's got to be done. That it even sounds it. And you know what? It's a birthday gift to Tom Cruise as well. The day after his <laughs> birthday. Yeah, gonna yeah, I have to give the man a bit of love. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. <laughs> All right. Uh I don't have a stand. Hang on. I will I'll try bumping this way. Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of awesomely American movies to watch on the 4th of July. Is Rocky Four? Let me try. I, I know I'm crap at it, but I can see you're struggling, bro. Our second entry is Independence Day. Our third entry is. My knuckles. Team America. Flub, yeah. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of awesomely American movies to watch on the 4th of July, even though this podcast is releasing a week late, is Top Gun Highway Way to, to the Danger Zone. zone. Had to be done. Had to be done. Had to be sung. You don't hear me sing often, but that had to be sung. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, what can I say? Another awesome, awesome podcast. Awesomely American podcast. And all awesome I would say, American. guys, do check out at Movie Empty Rushmore. But more importantly, at Movie Pulse for You, fronted by good old JT at We Love Movies. We're going to be retweeting him. So, Hit up one of those pages, and that's where you can cast your vote. Once again, just to remind you, Rocky Four, Independence Day, Team America, and Top Gun. Which one is the most awesomely American movie to watch on the 4th of July or any time? And guys, also remember that you can catch our other show, Silver Screen News, every single uh, Wednesday that will air on both our YouTube and our podcast platform. If you have liked this video, please do be sure to like it, hit the subscribe button and turn on the notification bell if you haven't already. And if you don't have time to watch this podcast on the YouTube channel, you can watch the full thing. You can listen, sorry, to the full thing on any of the podcast platforms where you can find Movie Mount Rushmore. Just search for Movie Mount Rushmore. Please be sure to also follow us on TikTok and Twitter and Instagram, where we'll where we upload a load of vertical content for your guys' entertainment. Uh, but that is pretty much it for this week, guys. So uh, we will see you next week, where we'll we will be talking 
about doggies. Man's best friend. Oh. The, the good doggos. We love, well, I love dogs. AJ has a feeling about dogs. Ha! We'll talk about that next yeah, week. Hey, just... Until then, guys, we will see you. I'm Nico Luro. He's AJ. And we will see I'm you the one, AJ. Yes, you are. See ya. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>